It has been a long, long journey of evolution, of taking this show all over the place, all different ways, all different concepts, from business to advice to philosophy, and all the way back. And we have landed here today on the 100th episode. Yes, I can hear you cheering in the background. I could hear fireworks going off. Everything was wild and amazing because I do feel uh, that same joy uh, knowing that that 100 episodes has been created of this show we call Build with Rob. I'm thankful for everybody who's ever listened to this show, been a part of this show, watched the highlights of this show, came up to me in the streets on this show and say that they listened to it and it's really been uh, helping them and being insightful to them. Thank you to every single one of you. And today we're going to do a special episode where we hear the history of the show and look back on some of the highlights and different episodes that are some of the bigger points of the philosophy that I think have really stuck with everyone and, and give you further insight and deeper context to those bigger ideas that I know you're going to love and give it value because it is the things you love to talk about. And of course, it is the things I love to talk about. Let's get into it. Episode 100. Man, it feels good. Feels good. Millions of downloads, you know, all types of people just connecting with uh, the overall concept and philosophy that is uh, the machine mindset and, and everything that is, you know, th- through my lens of, of, of how to look at your entire life as a whole and continually optimize it and push yourself towards that harmonious existence. That's what it's always been about. Not so much. Not so much. In the beginning, there was no philosophy. And really, you know, in the beginning, there was just no podcast. Right, because I was still focused early on uh, that I wanted to create media, but I wanted to create media in the form of a television show uh, around the Deer Deck Machine and my overall business philosophy that was the machine method. And, you know, believe it or not, 2020, Destiny had brought me to one Kyle Kramer, who was the head of Forbes Entertainment. And I had brought to him this show that I had sold to MTV that was called The Machine, uh, where essentially people would do video pitches of their concepts and then they would make it into the machine itself and then have a chance to to pitch me on an idea uh, for me to then decide to partner with them. And, and the innovation in the show concept was really – Uh, Rather than having people pitch once they got on stage their overall idea, they were able to create a video and do a video pitch and really put their personality into it and make it theirs. That was really the genesis of what made it a little bit different than other business shows. Kyle was the head of Forbes Entertainment. We decided that you know it would be a partnership with Forbes and MTV had agreed to do it. MTV had agreed to do it. And so as push came to shove to to do this MTV show, even though now I'm struggling, why am I struggling? Oh, I don't know, because like I, you know, shoot a couple hundred ridiculousnesses a year and, you know, MTV is essentially a sea of ridiculousnesses. And now I'm going to create this business show to sort of bring my business voice to life. And it's just going to get lost in a sea of ridiculousness. It just, it became more and more 
unlikely that it was going to provide the value for me because what did I want at the start of creating this show? Man, I wanted to create a platform for my business voice, right? So that people could hear uh, sort of the way that I look at business and how I approach business and see the depth at how I look at it. That's really like what, what the purpose of this show was initially. And the idea was that the television show would give that to me. But when you think about a business show on MTV where we go and shoot like eight episodes in the first season, takes a year to get done, and then it just gets lost in a sea of ridiculousness. In a sea of ridiculousness. It's just, it, it, it just would never going to provide the value that I wanted. And I decided not to do it. To the demise of, to, to old Kyle Kramer there at Forbes Entertainment, he was sad. He was sad. And, and really, you know, it was one of those sort of things of like, hey, the timing's wrong. It's just not right. It's like I'm never going to be able to share my voice. I need to control it more. And even at that time, I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I still had so much to do to sort of re-engineer and bring to life the overall machine itself and, and, and sort of what it is today. And that's really what I went on the next year was really focusing on on developing the machine, the philosophy, the fully integrated multi-platform uh, universe of venture building and media and philanthropy, all of it uh, together as one as it would evolve into. And then it became time to do the podcast. And really the concept of the podcast is I didn't want to do you know, random interviews about business. I really wanted it to be with just the partners and the people that I built companies with because then you could hear our conversations more about what's it what it's like to build a company and then ultimately the lens that I look at when it comes to building companies in the first place but I had to make this podcast I don't know nothing about making a podcast so what am I doing what am I doing I'm out here searching for somebody to produce the podcast I'm out here on my lonesome all at the deep dark waters of the ocean just trying to figure out how to do a podcast because you know I can't just do it simple I got to do it over the top and so I'm hiring, meeting people and hiring people, trying to look at, or not hiring people, looking at, looking for someone to help me produce this meeting with all these different people, having recruiters doing all this stuff. And, and we eventually got a resume from someone that used to work for old Kyle Kramer at Forbes Entertainment. And I thought to myself, well, God, Lord, that's it. I need to call Kyle. I need to call Kyle. And... I called Kyle Kramer and, and, you know, I guess good or bad, Forbes had decided at the time to, to peel back on, on pushing deeper into entertainment. And I said, Kyle, well, perfect timing. You want to do a podcast about business? And, and now, of course, he's the perfect person because he understands the storytelling side, the entertainment side, and ultimately has the ability to execute at this high level. So me... And Kyle developed this show and sent it off into the universe. And again, it was just focused on business. And here we go, 100 episodes ago, let's rock and roll, right? Starting first with the machine method and really laying out my entire philosophy. And then soon we brought all the different founders in and talking about all the, the different aspects of creating business together and the philosophy and all this felt good. But then we ran out of companies. Right, we tried to like stack on uh, different ideas with the different founders and and tried to get that to work and flow, but it, it's tougher now. Now we're trying to come up with concepts about the 
our portfolio companies in real time, but it's it's to the demise of of not wanting to give up two months of information or information we really wouldn't want to talk about in a podcast uh, that would have been relevant. And so it proved to be a little bit difficult. I still hadn't fully decided if I even liked podcasting at this point, you know, and in the same sort of time frame, I'm beginning to do interviews and do diff- other podcasts and press and start talking about my philosophy and Kyle's really suggesting that we really talk about the philosophy side of what I do at some point. And I'm still a little like, ah, it's business, you know, it's not really philosophy. And then, you know, a way to evolve the show, I decide to, hey, let's take a shot at bringing on young entrepreneurs and giving them advice. You know, since we were, uh, you know, initially doing the show, where we were going to take video submissions, we decided to create a video submission for pitches on the Derek Machine website. So we now had all of these different videos from different aspiring entrepreneurs, and then we brought them on. And of course, that uh, became business advice, and then I can't help myself but to start hitting you with some life advice because I'm just like, you know, that old, you know, guru type guy. And, you know, Kyle suggests, hey, that, that, this really feels good. What if you open up the show with something more about your philosophy and the way that you you think and then we'll go into you know talking to each one of these entrepreneurs about both their uh, life uh, and their business rather than just their business and and the show really began to take shape in that in that era because now I was really opening up each show with with philosophy and then giving giving advice really to each one of these entrepreneurs on my mission right because I really think you know, to, to every single person who's ever going to start a company, you have got to create an extraordinary business plan that you understand if you want that company to be a success and you want to realize your dream. But you have got to design your life plan to integrate into that exact same plan so that when you realize the dream of your business, you realize your entire life dream. Designing your life and business at the same time is essential to truly live in your dreams. And that's really what I felt at one point was the whole of the show. And this is really what this was going to to become and evolve into. And then from that point, we began to cut up all of that uh, sort of philosophy content and advice content and begin to break that out into social content. Then we got to begin to see what was going viral. Then it got became this much more exciting sort of way of creating content because you're sharing philosophy, you're breaking it down into small segments, then you're posting it across different channels, and then you're seeing what what really sticks. And I think that is when the show itself got really exciting and fulfilling for me. And it also allowed the show to get more simplified and easier and more enjoyable because now instead of trying to organize and, and, and focus on bringing on different entrepreneurs and having guests at all, it's just me uh, giving you 25, 30 minutes of my overall filling philosophy uh, that I'm in the middle of continually evolving and working on. And then, boom, break that out into a handful of highlights and see how far each one of these episodes can reach. That's when it just got really, really, really fun for me. And, and that's that's basically what the show has been 
you know, for the last year or so, really, really significant uh, amount of time. And, and for me, it's a, a tool that I use to continually evolve and grow. And I keep these running themes through the entire show and, and always end up with the same sort of core themes that, that I think are essential to, you know, living an optimized and, and joyful, harmonious, high-quality existence. And in this episode, we got a bunch of stuff of the highlights that we broke out from different episodes that, that was really, really meaningful, that went viral and got millions of views. And when, when you look at them, it, it, they become pretty clear because they're all pretty fundamental in what, what they deliver from an advice standpoint. I, I'd love to share some of these with you and then give you further context uh, to, you know, beyond the video itself. And the first one is, is a clip we put out called, you know, I Define My Life in 2015 from episode 33, Mastering Your Thoughts to Create Positive Experiences. And in this video, I was really giving somebody advice about just the importance of like, you know, getting clarity on where you want to go and getting super intentional, right? And it's, it's, it's deeply on that idea of design in, in the design automate optimize sort of concept of and design for me will always be about intention. And, and this clip is about the importance of life design intention. Ha have a listen. Every decision matters as it relates to the, your system of life and how it all integrates. If you begin to look at it like that, then you get better and better at designing it, better and better at growing it together harmoniously, which ultimately leads to a fulfilling, happy life. And, and the truth is, like, define it. I defined the life that I live today. I defined it in 2015. I set off on a journey to realize it in 2016. And I realized the entire entirety of it within five years. And now I am like my vision for the next version is almost perpetual because now I have so much harmony in the way it's all been designed and so much clarity. As you continue to grow, you keep seeing further and further. But you just got to define it in the beginning and get through that first set of, of, of milestones of what's possible because then – you believe anything's possible, you know. I'll do it now at 23, bro. That's it. I wish I would have did it at 23. When it comes to something like saying, hey, I've designed my life in 2015, it's not like you have to have it perfectly mapped out. You know, you, you really just have to understand the core of what you're trying to create and have clarity on what are the key things that you need to do to not only be happy, but would make you feel like you are living this incredible life. You just got to define a handful of those, and that makes up your basic life design that you now get to grow into. But again, design is about intention. It is just putting a stake in the future of this is where I'm going to go and doing that in a handful of key areas in your life and growing into it is going to give you the life that you know you should be living and you will begin to believe that you should be living it when you design it with intention and begin to make progress towards it. You know, that, that, that's one where I think why that one hit hit so hard. You know, a, another one as it relates to, to design and intention is, is, is a clip from 
uh, episode 44, The Benefits of Waking Up One Hour Earlier. And this, this is one of the bigger episodes that banged because time, as we all know, is this precious commodity. And when you start talking about time and, and how you can use time with more intention, that strikes a nerve with people. But this video, I gained 48 extra work days in the year was a viral video that that really hit on the concept of getting up one hour earlier, turning into seven hours a, a week, and essentially is an extra day, right, in, in, in the week by getting up one hour earlier. Uh, take a listen. Think about this. So if I was getting up at six and I started getting up at five, that gave me one extra hour of work time a day. And so it's like, okay, well, that's, that's cool. You got, you got up a little bit early. You got seven extra hours uh, this week. But then you're like, oh, okay, I just got up at five and got seven extra hours. And I'm already, like when I work, it's seven hours. I just got a whole day. What? So now, like to a normal person working, you know, seven days, like I just got eight. You know, and then then when you really begin to look at that, like, okay, what is that like over month over month and then year over year, right? Well, what does that end up looking like? You you end up getting at that. At, for me, it adds 48 extra work days to the year. 48 extra work days to the year. That is like a month and a half that I've added, that I'm able to execute, get work done, and continue to evolve and build everything that I'm building. Look, this one is really just about uh, time with intention, designing time with intention. And when you when you think about, man, you really did get all this time back from working by getting up one hour earlier. I've never really thought about it. And that's really what it is. It's like, how do you just get more awareness of your time and understanding of your time? And what are the things that you can do to give you more time? And, and even when I look at at this one in particular, because it's like, oh, look at that. I got 48 extra hours of work in the year. I, I, I look at it as a little bit different where you know, I didn't dedicate all that extra time that I had in the afternoons by getting up early to uh, work more. I actually dedicated that time to being able to pick my kids up from school, like finish early and take my wife to dinner, right? It's really less about using hours for working as much as, you know, designing time and using time with intention, because that's really what it what it boils down to like you know in in my entire philosophy is just living intentionally but living intentionally in all aspects of your existence all aspects living with intention in every single thing that you do and the core is time using time with intention designing time with intention and then living with intention inside that time and optimizing it towards um, the stuff that you enjoy and gives you energy is when time design is working at its highest, highest level. Okay, another one. Another one stepping into that automation is episode 52, applying the machine mindset to automate your life. And and really, it was it was one of my my first episodes on really talking about automation. And, and one of the big viral clips from from that episode was uh, the same meal seven days a week. 
And look, that one hit. And that one made a lot of you emotional. You know what I mean? Because you're just like, oh, I can't do that. Is that all? Man, you're going you're gonna to eat the same thing every single day. Yo, yo. You know, it's like it's almost like you didn't listen to the full clip. You just read the title, listened to half of it, and got all fired up. Uh, it might be easy, but it's boring. Take a listen to the clip. I can eat a teriyaki chicken and raw carrots and celery as like my core meal each day, right? Like a lean chicken and carrots and celery for uh, my vegetables, if you will. And I get it delivered to the house seven days a week. And it is there as a baseline. It's there as a baseline. Right. So what I never have to think about when I'm hungry is what I'm going to eat. But it's not the only thing I eat. Right. When you think about that, it's like, oh, you just eat the same thing over and over again. Now, for me specifically, I can eat that meal, uh, you know, four or five times a week and not even, you know, think twice about it. I enjoy it and it never uh, gets old to me. But it's not the only thing that I eat because I still have automated all aspects of my dinners and my times out during the week so that I I know that I'm going to have a variety of different things, whether it be sushi or steak or whatever I might be going out and doing as it relates to the, the automation and the rhythm that I've created with my time and my wife. When I think about automation, when I think about even automating something like meals, like it's really just reducing friction and getting my life to energy neutral by by delivering the meals and having them come seven days a week. It just gives me the flexibility to know that I don't have to think about eating. I don't have to like, oh, what am I going to eat? Oh, I haven't had a chance to eat. Oh, let me Postmate something, you know, like, oh, let me run out and get it. It's just an example of automation as it relates to, you know, how it's just driving as many things in your life as possible to energy neutral. That's what automation is all about. When you think about automation, when I say design, automate, optimize, it is, it's literally do something with intention, then create a process to make it less effortful and more energy neutral, and then make it better. That's design, automate, optimize. And, and in the case of automating meals, it's like, hey, design a plan for eating. With intention. Okay, I have this meal I know I enjoy. I have it delivered seven days a week, and then I don't eat it the whole time. I also plan when I go out and have other meals to enjoy other types of food. Okay, great. How do I automate that? I got a food delivery service, and then I plan in my calendar when I'm going to do the other dinners and that stuff. How do I optimize that? Well, I change the meal up, I switch it up from time to time. I'm add supplements to it, I add greens to it, you know, whatever it may end up being. That that's how you look at that at automation more from the lens of how am I just reducing friction or giving myself back energy by creating a system. That's what that's what automation is about. And the more times you can do that, the more energy you get back to live in the present state and live in your present state with purpose and, and enjoy the moment you're in rather than, you know, wasting a moment uh, in a utility factor of trying to figure out what you, you want to eat. Okay. And, and if that's sort of the automation side of things, you know, I really wanted to, 
to throw one in that that's that's the optimization side and that that was a big clip one of the very first clips that i started speaking about my relationship with my wife and everything that i do to continually optimize my relationship with my wife and and it's just a paradigm i don't i don't know why it's it's this bizarre paradigm that you just can't like make a relationship with anyone better and better forever it's this like weird thing that it's just like hey it's amazing in the beginning the honeymoon period and then let it let's let it fade down to flatline and ride it out till we die okay it's literally it's literally the way that that we look at a relationship in a marriage you know what i mean and then if hey if it if it's dead in the middle shut her down Shut her down. Time to find a new new significant other. You know what I mean? It's just bizarre. But I never prescribe to it. And, and I, I think about it from an optimization standpoint of like, how do I just keep making the relationship better and better? And, and this was one of the very early episodes where I was, you know, really sharing sort of philosophy to another entrepreneur and, and the importance of finding balance in a relationship and communication in a relationship. Take, take a listen to communication with my wife. I'll tell you what I committed to was like absolute, complete, and total communication in all aspects of my life at all times with my wife. Because it's the most important relationship in my existence. Every day, I send her an email of every single thing I'm doing that day with a love quote and what it means to me. But I, I, I really employ the more structure you can put to communication, the, the, more, the better your communication is going to be with time. And it's about, again, managing expectations with the most important person in your life. And as long as you're always on the same page with how often you're going to work or, or why you have to work or work harder or spend more time, then it's it's part of the plan of growing together and growing a life together will always keep that communication strong keep that relationship strong and and look what I, what i love about this you know early stage clip before i started getting into all the details it's fundamentally i you know it's like we're growing a life together we're growing a life together that's what me and my wife are doing and that foundation of knowing that like you are both connected and building something together and you both are committed to making it better and better and better over time that's really what it is you know forget the fact that i send an email of everything that i'm doing in the morning and and ask her qualitatively how she feels about our relationship so we have the discussion and have uh, all of these breakfast dates and date nights and movie nights and all of these things that i've continued to add into our relationship to keep the communication high, to always be highly balanced, to always be uh, learning more about each other and getting better and better at how we communicate and deal with the world around us. But fundamentally, we are just committed to getting better and better and better as a couple together forever. And, and that's really at the core of any relationship should be what the goal is. Not just hey, this is the relationship and it kind of is what it is. I got these quirks and she's got those quirks and it's just, hey, when things blow up, it's highs and lows, it's just life, it's just life. You know, it, that, that's not the way that it needs to be and that, that's a paradigm that, that truly needs to be broken. 
All right. Uh, the last highlight that I'm going to share with you today is, is well, you know, one of my favorite subjects. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's manifestation. You know, it's, it's this idea of, you know, everybody looks at manifestation as um, the lottery ticket. You know what I mean? And, and I really think that it's a tool inside a highly organized, highly optimized uh, machine being uh, that you already know where you want to go. So you keep putting yourself in the future so that you get there. Uh, and you get more clear and it, it pulls itself to you. Uh, but, but manifestation itself, as you know, uh, is something that, that really connects with people. In episode 68, it was really – the whole episode was how manifestation works. And this was, this was a clip that really, really hit hard for a lot of people because it, it was a lot more focused in, in my personal philosophy. Take a listen. You can manifest – Absolutely anything that you want in this life, but you've got to deeply, deeply imagine it and not just uh, imagine it from the outside looking in. You have to imagine you are there. You have to feel the feeling of where you are, smell the smells, listen to the sounds. You have got to trick your mind and body into believing it is real. It will put an imprint on the universe and it will pull you towards it. That's how manifestation truly works. One thing that I also want to add about when you want to manifest something, you know, it's, it's like, you know, the more clear you get, the more you understand it, then you put the energy into trying to feel it and, and picture yourself there. That, that's like the beginning, right? And the truth is, is like as you get closer and closer to it, you're going to understand it more. You're going to feel yourself being drawn towards it more. You're going to build that belief. But what you can never do is just be sitting there wishing it happens, wanting it so bad. Wanting it so bad that like you're just basically not even pulling it towards you. You're not even making any progress because you're putting energy into the want. You're putting so much energy into the want. You know, if, if you want to manifest something, you get incredibly clear on what you want it to be. And you just understand every bit that you can and, and focus on the process and everything that you need to do to, for it to actually happen rather than ever focusing on wanting it to happen so bad. That's how it actually uh, gets drawn to you. When you surrender to whether or not it even happens or not and you sit in the feeling and then put all your energy towards actually making progress towards it potentially realizing – that, that's when the universe really conspires to, 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 to hear what you've desired, understand that you understand it, and help you achieve it. And look, there you have it. You know, a handful of highlights, a little highlight episode, hitting you with some deeper insight to, to what the whole thing is and how it feels. And, and again, this is our very special 100th episode I uh, ho hope you enjoyed this unusual format and, and really a trip down memory lane. And, and again, I'm thankful for every single one of you uh, that listens to this show and has, has, has come up to me in the streets or found me online. I just really, really, truly appreciate every single one of you. And I, I'd like to think that we're all we're all on the same mission. 
uh, of really just hunting down that 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 joyful, harmonious, high quality existence. And, and, and hey, if you've heard me say it once, you've heard me say it a thousand times. You ain't gonna get there unless you create some sort of plan with intention that's way out in the future. And it's got to be clear enough to where you know it's going to happen. And it's never, ever going to happen unless you take that action to bring it alive. Until next time, see it, believe it, do it.